All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. And we should be going live. We're live. We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. We have not done a live stream, probably for good reason, for a very long time. For 11 months. Because Why is it for good reason, you ask, Andrew? Because technical difficulties Always are my happen. favorite. Yes. Yeah. We're actually, we're going to try something new out this morning. You can actually go live now with some other people you, on YouTube. You were going to try something. By we, yeah. I mean specifically me. Yeah. And hey, babe. Yes? You know what? What? We're learning? Your haircut looks so handsome. I appreciate that. Oh, look, we got Mandy Nolan on. Hello, Mandy. I'm also chatting you. We also got Alicia. Who wants to be in charge of the chat? Do you want me to? I will. You want to do that? And then you'll yeah. field the questions, too? Yeah. Okay, Sean's going to do the questions. And wait, babe, there's more. Not only do we have one camera angle, we have two camera angles. Okay. How fancy is that? Anyway, today we wanted to do a live question and answer. So we are live on YouTube for those listening to this later on the podcast. And we're going to be going through some questions that we see in the live chat and answering them. But first, should we debrief last night? Yes. Let's do it. Uh, so it is November 1st, which means we get to play Christmas music all day. And I get to My gosh, tell so everybody about you and Jet's costume, babe. Well, I was a little apprehensive about this because I wasn't sure if he was going to be down to do it. But uh, I got my pilot's license earlier this year. Pretty exciting. Also, Top Gun came out last year. So we figured let's dress up as... Mav and Goose from Top Gun. Jet on the home stretch was uh 
was trying to pivot to being Spider-Man. Yeah. And so last minute, as soon as I put on my pilot outfit, he ended up being game to match daddy. To match dad. So we put on the sunglasses, did the whole thing. I have learned, though, um, in the comments of the picture I posted that are you Mav and Goose or are you Mav and Rooster? Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But it was adorable. We had toothpicks and Jet was... Full steam ahead, living up to his name, Jet, when we were trick-or-treating, running from door to door to door. Like, the kid is fast. And then literally laid down in the street in front of our house when we were done. It was also freezing here in Nashville. Yeah. Tell and us in the chat what what, uh, what your Halloween outfits were. Sean was looking adorable as a witch. You looked really adorable. Thanks. And Drew. Thank you. Drew is adorable. Drew dressed up as Cinderella. Um, Months ago, we started talking about Halloween, Drew's birthday, and Drew was convinced, like 100%, all in. She wanted to be Ghost Spidey. (laughs) So we got the Ghost Spidey costume. We've been living in it, counting down the days. Halloween comes around. Drew, you want to get your Ghost Spidey costume? No, Mama. I'm going to be Cinderella. I was like, whoa. All righty. But I'm really excited and thankful that she did Cinderella because this might be the last year she's into princess dresses. And that makes me sad to say. Let us know your Halloween costumes, but we have some questions rolling through here. Okay, let's uh, dive in. Marielle says you look cute pregnant. I Thank couldn't agree you. more. Thank you. I feel I feel so cute, guys. It's so attractive. Timothy and Emerald are driving through Nashville right now. Hello. Welcome Hello. To, to Tennessee. Logan's from Des Moines. Do you see any questions in there? I do. Question. How did you guys handle early miscarriage? Everyone handles it differently, but it's tough no matter what. Um, there's another similar question that says, how did you navigate getting excited, feeling happy about pregnancies after two miscarriages? Um, I don't know. After our first one, it was difficult. I felt like I internalized a lot. I definitely showed emotion that I couldn't, like, keep in. You know, I was really sad. I also felt terrible going through it, like, actually physically terrible. What did it feel like? Um, I felt like the worst flu I've ever had in my life. Like, my body hurt. My head hurt. I felt sick. I felt like I couldn't even get up off the bathroom floor. So there was just, like, a lot. I felt guilty. I felt like it was something that I did. I felt like... I started to question my abilities as a mother, if I'd ever be able to be pregnant, um, all of these things. And I internalized a lot of it. But in time, I was able to voice more and more with Andrew how it affected me. And we just kind of worked through it together. How would you say? The whole thing is so humbling, humbling, man. It's so humbling because there's a million different thoughts that you have that are fully justified in the moment like that that question of will we ever be able to have kids is really a it's a real unknown and it that it's like one miscarriage is that an indicator that we're just not compatible in that way like mm-hmm. and you don't know what road you're about to embark on from this mm-hmm. point forward so it was overwhelming <laughs> um for sure i can't imagine having a miscarriage late 
in no. pregnancy though because the bonding that that i've seen you experience with the baby there's less of a physical representation you know it, like that would be really difficult um well and that's something that i was thinking about because my mom had a miscarriage before me at five months and i started thinking after our first one am i going to go down that same route and you asked how do we handle pregnancies after that? It's difficult. It's difficult to really like connect or bond right away. I feel like I guard myself a lot and almost like, I don't know, sometimes I assume something bad's going to happen. So I'm like, oh, I just can't let myself get too excited. So it's just, it's a whole process. Whole process, guys. Whole process. Um, Andrew, what baby names do we love but won't be using? Should I pull up our list? Sure. Here's Sean and I have a running list ever since we had Drew of baby names. We also did that, if you remember, the Tinder for baby names. Yep. Which we should do a video of like, also, oh my gosh, this is a crazy, no. We did a podcast oh, yeah. interview and probably we'll do a, um, a main channel YouTube video on a girl who, one, will create a baby name for you if you pay her. She'll like do this whole genealogy history and then whatever. Yeah. But she also predicted <laughs> our baby names. Well, she, she looks at your demographic, where yeah. you live, are you in the South, where are you from? And then she says, well, there's likely a pool of five names that you that you would choose from. And, and all the ones she chose this time around, I will say, she didn't choose our girl or a boy name this time around. But every single name she chose for us was like on our list. She chose it in her in her small pool. She didn't choose it as her as what she was betting our one name would be. You know, she said there's a group of three to five names. And, and she I, guessed one of the girls. Or, I believe so. I don't really. Okay. Well. Anyway. Anyways. So look forward to that episode. Um, we liked Devin for a girl. We liked Devin. Oh, here's our girl's name: Rylan Rose, Lynn and Joy, Devin Rose. Devin Joy McLean was on there. Mm -hmm. Blake for a girl. Maddie, Marlo, Tobin, Landon, Harlow, and I still, Kyler. I still love Tobin and I still love Kyler. Man, these are some millennial names. We're, we're really doing it. <laughs> and then what about boys' names? Trey Kennedy would be proud of us right now. Oh, so our like locked in boys' name when we had Drew, because we didn't know what she was going to be, uh, was Griffin. Which we loved. It was going to be Griffin Dean. Yes. Here's some boy names that we had. Bo. Yep. Bo Douglas. Um, Mac. Cohen. Penn. Sutton. Ray. Landon. Lincoln. <laughs> Raiden. Lane. Cade. Gunner was on there. Jude. Cade. And, and Mads. You Mads. added some of these dark horse. Yeah. But I like. I met a little Gus last night, which was adorable. Really? Yeah, he was like two. His name was Gus. <laughs> I was like, that's adorable. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm excited for you guys to hear what our names are this time around. Um, Andrew. Yes. Can you recommend some books that discuss fathers raising daughters? Okay. Big reader. Here's my list of books that I've read right here. Love it. Um, I have a Google Doc trying to make like a life table of contents so that I can pull up easily referenceable books. 
in that? situations like these. Okay. And now that I'm in a situation situation like this, do I have one ready? <laughs> no, I've read several, but none that I'm crazy about. One is strong fathers, strong daughters. Um, it's okay. I think it's okay. Um, another is, well, I actually bought all of these books, like women, you know, how do you do this right? And I don't have an answer for you yet, but <laughs> challenge accepted. Okay. We'll work on it. Andrew, another one for you. People are. I have one. Okay. If you're looking for a bedtime story, Seven Women by Eric Metaxas is pretty good. Okay. But probably for an older, yeah, an older person. <laughs> Okay. Um, Andrew. Nate says he's getting married in four days. Let's go. Any advice for being a new husband? First of all, congratulations. Are you picking out questions just for me? No, these are in order. I love it. Um, <clears throat> this has been a revelation that I've recently come to. It might take you several years for you to come to it. And coming to it on your own is probably more powerful than someone telling it to you. Uh, Sean and I's first year of marriage was difficult. It was. Because, not necessarily because we weren't vibing, but because of external circumstances. Mm -hmm. We were traveling all over the country, moving all over the country. Sean did a tour. We weren't really together. Andrew was bouncing on the NFL. He got cut, cut for the first time. Thanks, baby. You don't have to throw that in there. I mean, geez. I didn't uh, I'm kidding. Either. I'm kidding. Um, but there was a lot of conflict and I used to get like so frustrated, one discouraged at like, dang, we're having a lot of conflict. That's a bummer. This now this isn't how it's quote unquote supposed to be. Um, and then I was also frustrated because I was like, why can't Sean just see my perspective on things? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whether it be travel schedule or finances or what you know, our living situation. And then I realized just recently that uh, her perspective and the the compromise that we came to ultimately in each of these decisions was a way better place for us to end up than me just having my way or her just having her way. And I heard um, the, the, the term Eve in the Bible, like Adam and Eve, uh, in Hebrew means beneficial adversary. If you think about like this refining that takes place, a little tug of war, like one, it softened my um, reception of, of Sean's different perspective and made me understand like, oh, this is really helpful. And then two, it actually encouraged me to be more forthcoming with my opinions, mm -hmm. but in a gentle way, like in a beneficial way, like, so that's important. Those are a couple of things. I think it's your first year of marriage is going to be hard because there's just everything's new because you're married. And I think the best thing to remember is you guys are teammates. You're not on opposite teams. Yeah. You're not on opposite sides. That's huge. So remember that everything she says, everything you say, like you're trying to find a common ground. You're not trying to be right or trying to be, you know, to win. You're working together. And also just take heart that there's phases, like there will be tough phases. So keep pushing through. But you are embarking on the greatest mm -hmm. adventure that life has to offer, I think. Um, so congrats. Next up, a lot of questions about just like, how am I feeling? <laughs> um, good. 
tired, uncomfortable. Today is a rough day for some reason. Just super crampy and like Braxton Hicksy and Has that gone down? No. Just don't feel great today. But you know what? It's okay. Are you still worried? No. I just just don't feel great today. But it's okay. Do you need an ice bath? <sighs> that doesn't sound good right now. But do you, do you need a massage? Uh no, I just need to get work done today. Okay. You know what's funny is my eye twitch is still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're counting down the days. Get through November, and then we're basically there. Hey, for those listening live, if you could hit the like button, the thumbs up, that'd be great. We got almost 300 people tuned in, and we haven't yeah. done one. Actually, we lied. We've done a live stream since December. We used to do those amp shows every oh, single yeah. Monday, and yeah. I miss it. Anyway. Um, is there something that we're looking forward to experiencing as parents of three kids? I think, sorry. No. I think the biggest transition in numbers of kids, I mean, I we don't know yet, but in my mind, I feel like it's going to have been one to two because as an only <laughs> child. Uh, the hubris, the pride, <laughs> which with you say this before. I'm not saying it's not going to be like shock value. Okay. Or like overwhelming. I, I know that. But I think being an only child, that's kind of all I knew. Yes. So now having experienced multiple kids, I think has opened this whole perspective to me of like what it's like to have multiple kids. Oh, man. And it's so cool to like see their different dynamics and their different personalities and to help foster their different passions. And I think what I'm most excited about with a third is just a third person like a third human that's completely different than drew and jet that interacts with them as siblings i'm just excited to like see their little personality me too i'm excited about that i'm also excited to see you uh sorry us <laughs> you know there's there's a degree of chaos that's added with oh, every yeah. child and it forces you as a parent to parent differently mm -hmm. so you're less controlling which I think is really healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's less of this obsessive parenting. So I'm excited for us to experience that together. Also, I'm just eagerly anticipating what the experience is going to be like because it seems to go one of two ways. Some people we talk to are like, ah, after you have two, it's easy. You yeah. might as well just keep going after that. Some people are like, three kids destroyed our life. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's it seems to be very drastic, drastically different experiences. Um, Allison said, "Any push presents?" I saw that question, Allison. <laughs> Did you not want me to bring it up? Thank you so much, Allison. <laughs> um, Mandy said, "I feel like it's so hard to keep your marriage front and center when you have kiddos. I love that you two do a weekly date night. I think that it's super important. It's very hard to do. I know it's not a question, but I have the same." panic attack with ever or like I've had the same panic attack with every pregnancy when I get into like the the 30s weeks you know when I get close to D-Day I start having these like I get super clingy with Andrew because I start getting scared of what another baby is going to do to our marriage and we work really really hard to keep our marriage front and center like you said 
And with every baby, I'm like, oh, just don't forget about me. Do you think I'm going to forget about you? Our kids are really cute. Girl, you know that saying, squeaky wheel gets the oil? You are a squeaky wheel. Ain't nobody... <laughs> Ain't nobody forgetting about you, girl. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I remember having Drew and thinking, is a baby going to make me lose my best friend? Because, like, we're going to become mom and dad. And so it just, like, it, it gets a little scary. I haven't really felt that. Like, I haven't felt... Like, I'm just a dad. It still felt like a team project between you and me. I also feel like it might be a little bit more on the mom side because I've been very open in saying postpartum is very hard for a mom because you you feel like you lose every ounce of identity you have outside of being a mom because the baby's so dependent on you. Your whole body is, like, sacrificed for your kid. Yeah. You're not really, like having sexy time and going on dates right after po- like you have a baby and like all these things so it's you kind of lose I lose the wife thing for a little bit and it gets scary no 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 but don't box don't box in what it means <laughs> to be a wife you know what I'm saying it's not like you're not just some physical meat box I pretty much am <laughs> no, for the first <laughs> uh, for the, for the baby you're not for the, any yeah. Um, oh wow! You're well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Slight miscommunication. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, should we tell the people what we got going on this weekend? Because yeah, we're really excited about this. In May, we um partnered up with the I Am Mom Summit team and Jamie at I Am Mom Summit, who has put on a wonderful event for moms it's like a live event they bring in experts everything from like first aid lessons for how you like do cpr on your child to um counselors talking about how do you raise daughters it's like a conference where you get to celebrate moms educate moms and like give back to moms so we partnered up with her to put on a broader event for families and uh this past year has been really fun for sean and i because We've been challenged in ways that we didn't dream of being challenged. And we have kind of been forced to decide what type of family we want to have and how intentional with family we want to be. There's been a lot of factors that played into that, including the loss of my dad, who like very much drove the family culture. And so now it's like, okay, well, who's going to take charge of that? For my, me and my siblings and my mom, but also am I doing that with our family? So we did this whole three-day workshop, and um, we wanted to provide a similar experience, probably less intense experience, uh, produced by the I Mom Summit squad. And so this Saturday in Nashville, if you're interested, we are hosting the Family Made Live Nashville edition. It's our first time doing something like this, but we have a wonderful lineup of speakers, mm-hmm. including Justin Whitmore Early, who wrote a book called Habits of the Household that drastically shaped and encourage Sean and I's parenting journey. We have Sissy Goff, who we have previously interviewed, who is an amazing counselor here uh, in We have a bunch of like influencers who live in the family space, and they are very vulnerable about sharing their families with you guys, and they're going to be here for question and answers and meet and greets. So, But the reason we're excited is this. You know, there's no shortage of wild world events happening right now. 
wars and political unrest and economic uncertainty. And so it's like, why are we talking about family? Well, because family is the intersection and the interface of all of these different topics. And if we can create strong family cultures, which is hopefully going to be progressed this weekend, encouraging you to think about what what's your family mission statement, what's your family values, all these different things. How can you do family more intentionally? If we could do that well, then that's really the fabric of society. And it's like, if you can have hard discussions as a family, you could probably have better hard discussions with strangers. And if you can think critically about how your kids interact with technology, then you could probably interact with technology more thoughtfully. And it's like, it's so important. And so we're doing this event, and it's Saturday, November 4th, 10 to 4, downtown Nashville. We did just get a text that we only have 16 tickets left. Are you super serious right now? Only 16. Let's go, babe. So if you are interested in coming, I highly recommend you buy your tickets now because we do have a capacity that we're not allowed to go over. So there's 16 spots left. And also, the other event we're doing for the first time, Sean is... Okay, we don't have to announce that yet. Okay, the what? Christmas thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, stay tuned because we're doing a fun Christmas thing, but I, we're not going to talk about it now. Yeah. Anyway, I, I have a three-part question for you, Andrew, because I feel like I just talked about this a little bit, but I'd love to have your perspective as husband. Okay. Alicia says, Sean, any advice for a new mom? You'll see why I'm going to pivot this to you. She said, I'm 15 weeks pregnant and I'm terrified. I'm scared my marriage will fall apart and I'm not going to be able to bond. I'm feeling so sick and scared that I won't be able to do this. I just talked about how this is a fear that I've had. I would be curious, Andrew, what are ways that like husbands can, because a lot of things change, like the physical things change, emotional needs change. What are ways that you can actively work on like protecting the bond between husband and wife? Um, the saying to know is to love comes to mind. I think about that saying all the time. It's so simple, but it's so true. And it's like, I think there's time and curiosity are the two things that come to mind. Um, Sean and I last week had a tough week Mm -hmm. and it, it's like, that's, that can be special or, or that can be disheartening. It's like, we can use those conflicts and the, those arguments as as something that we'll soon look back on and be like, hey, remember when we made it through that? And it's like this rallying call of like, yo, we did that. We figured that out or we support each other through that. Or it can be this bummer of like a dang, I can't believe we're arguing. Mm-hmm. But time in marriage, I think, is really valuable because when you spend time with somebody, you can get to know them better, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's there's the curiosity that can come and stem from, hey, why are you feeling upset? Or why are we why are we in this tough place? Like, what's your goal with this? You know, what so those two things. I do want to point this out though to Alicia and to you, Andrew, of like this is a really common feeling for women to feel because so much of you changes when you're pregnant. I told Andrew, I was like, I just don't feel like myself. And it's hard to like feel confident in my marriage and confident in my identity and confident in my work and stuff when I don't even feel like me. 
and there's so much uncertainty with being pregnant. Like you fear delivery and you feel caring to term and you fear what another baby's gonna do to your family and like all these different things. Add into that, your most stable foundation is your husband in your marriage. And it's like, well, is this gonna change that too? It's just like, it rocks your world as a woman. And all I can say is like, take a deep breath, communicate, share your feelings. And if you are a husband listening, reassure your wife. As silly as it sounds, even if you have to be like, babe, I will never stop loving you. Even if it seems like the most like, yeah, like duh thing, say it out loud. We are in such in such like irrational phases of our life where our brains are being hijacked by hormones. Say the most basic things and reassure your wife. And sometimes there'll be moments where it feels awkward. It's like, oh, is this the right time for me to say this mushy thing? Yes. When it comes to your wife, the answer is yes. Especially if she's pregnant. Also, there will be times where it's it's like I've felt this feeling of wanting to dig my heels in. And like there, it's more emotional, I feel like, when it comes to parenting mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I would just say soften. Like when you're at the fork in the road of like, should I double down and dig my heels in and like let emotions take over or soften and like just lay it down? I don't know. Like that's a really hard discipline. But when I've done that, it's paid off. Um, next up. So I was going to do a three part, but I th- feel like we covered all of those, all of the parts. Um, next up is how are we going to handle Drew's disappointment if this baby is a boy? <laughs> so true. After seeing how excited she is for a girl, does it make us want to know the gender ahead of time to prepare her for this? I have thought about this a lot. I'm dying to know what we're having. I'm so excited. And I've honestly started having more conversations with her of like, Drew, if this new baby is a boy, is that going to be okay? And she's been saying yes. I think she's so excited for a baby. Yeah. And I think she is in like this phase of being such a little mama that it's not going to matter. I'm sure there's going to be disappointment that she can't dress them up like princesses and have a girl best friend. But she loves Jet so much. I think she will love a baby boy just as much as well. I agree. She's such a caretaker. It's amazing. She is. Man, I'm excited to watch her. (laughs) Ah, It's good. Oh. Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so so cute. I listened to a few episodes and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted and the Netflix show Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning Really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Uh, I think Rachel asked what happened to my shin. I did. I do that yeah, Datter Days. I, I do a Datter Days workout every Saturday morning with a group of insane athletes. We're talking Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, CrossFit Games level athletes. And uh, they wanted to do rope climbs. And so this, I was wearing a, like a cushion over my shin and it still rope burned me through that. And then Jet stomped on it with his rain boots. So that hurt. Ow. Um, Tay Smith asks, do we have any advice for a couple trying to get pregnant? Did you find it hard to separate the quote work of getting pregnant and having sexy time be just that connection between husband and wife? Man, we went through some phases with that. Yes. Just yes. That can get tough. I'll never forget. It's like you're doing naked time and then I would get heady. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh, dang, you know, we have this small window. And then I, it didn't end well. Yeah. Or I, would get, or I would get heady. I'd be like, this isn't how you're supposed to make a baby. It's not romantic. <laughs> like, I don't want to just be, I don't want to just do it. To, like, yes. Oh, it, my god, It gosh. feels animalistic almost. Oh. Or like scientific. And it just doesn't. It just takes out the romance. And so something that I started doing with Jet and Drew when we were trying for both, or Jet and this baby, so the second and third baby, um, is for whenever we decided we were going to start trying or like, you know, we were both on the same page, I would start tracking my ovulation, but I wouldn't tell Andrew mm. like when it was time. And I'm sure like you can put two and two together. I didn't know this till just now. <laughs> so good to know. But I always told myself because we've had miscarriages, because we've had a harder time getting pregnant with some of our babies than, they, than others, I always said for the first year of trying, I'm not going to tell him when go time is. Only because it usually takes about a year to get pregnant. And if it still doesn't work in a year, then we'll take <clears throat> it up a notch and get a little bit more scientific with it. But things just tend to happen better. <laughs> and... We connect better when it's more of like this, oh, my wife is interested, you know, rather than, oh, babe, we have to do this right now. Yeah, they have been better. But unfortunately for Sean, it's never great. You know what I'm saying? If you don't say Excuse me? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, just self-deprecation jokes. I like no. it. No. Um, hey. I do think, I do think, though, in those there's like room for humor you know this is where like having a sense of humor comes in where if everybody knows the situation 
and it's not romantic, then I think there's you could kind of bond over the ridiculousness of it all. Well, and even to give like more context to it, if I like tracked my ovulation in the morning, that gives me all day to like prepare or make it known to Andrew that like I'm interested in in trying. And it's not it's just not like a <laughs> take your clothes off. We got to get this over with. But sometimes it is. <laughs> what? Nothing. You don't like me. Don't self-deprecate. I'm don't sorry. Like um, Ariana says that she's been dying for all your book recommendations uh, to be put in one easy to find location. She loves our recommendations. Okay. We will do that. We have done, um, we did an email newsletter on some of our favorite books. So if you didn't know, we ha- we do have a weekly email newsletter that goes out. Mm-hmm. I think it's weekly. Um, so check that out. And then I'll also put thought into how we can do that. But also Brooke asked about advice for supplements and prenatals that you take. I was going to say, we've had a lot of advice for supplements and prenatals. And a lot of people saying, how do you get through first trimester with morning sickness and taking prenatals? And then another per- person saying, feeling dizzy and weak, like all these things. Yes. Um Prenatals, I have bounced around with. I love the care of ones because they all come in like one um, little package. But I am the same way where I rarely take prenatals in my first trimester, which I feel like is probably the most important time to take them because I'm so nauseous and I get migraines and all this stuff. Um, So I usually get better and better with prenatals the closer to delivery, which I feel like is probably backwards. But whatever. Um, other supplements, the weak and dizzy, I would make sure you know you communicate that with your OB. I was feeling very weak, very tired, um, getting a lot of headaches, restless leg, carpal tunnel, all these things. Come to find out I was super anemic. So I started a Jeez. very heavy duty iron supplement. I'm also on magnesium. Magnesium helps with my restless leg and my achy joints. Um, (laughs) There's just a lot. So I would say when it comes to supplements, it's the best. The best thing you can do is have a very open conversation with your OB. Like I before I found the care of ones that worked really well. um, Certain prenatals would make me more nauseous or like constipated or give me worse headaches. And I would just talk to my OB and she'd be like, okay. Go try this brand. Go try this brand. Like they're all a little bit different. So just keep trying till you find one that works. Yeah. Um, Katie asked, did we have to get a larger vehicle to accommodate three kids? We did. Yeah. <clears throat> we did. Mm. And we're still taking recommendations because Sean doesn't like what well, Sean's very small. If you didn't know, she's four foot 11 and she's driving now this three row Yukon. Yukon XL. Which is great for, I think it's great. I don't like driving it. It's big. I can't see anything. (laughs) I can't see the ground. I can't see the hood of the car. I literally have to rely on the cameras. So it's mini minivan time, people. Let's go. (sighs) Um, Allison asks if we're writing a book. (laughs) We are. We started it four months ago, five months ago. Yes. We'll probably need at least another year. Mm, longer. Well, yeah, we'll need a year finish. to write it, and then it won't Writing launch it. for a long time. 
but we're really, really excited about it. It's We have talked about writing a book and we have been pitched to write books for years and years and years. But finding something that we're both so passionately like confident we can write about, we don't want to like preach marriage because we're still trying to figure it out. We've had people give us offers to write a book <laughs> on marriage and we will not do that. No, because we don't we don't know. It's like we're seven years in. We don't know anything. You don't even want our advice. What would a what would a book on marriage from us? That's be why about? we started a podcast on couples so we could learn how to do it. <laughs> from like interview people yeah. who actually know what they're talking about. But um but we, we did find something that yes. we're so excited to write about and give insight on and give anecdotes on and yeah. So the this is the way the book process has gone because I knew nothing about it. Sean's written two or three? Three. It's been really fascinating. And we're going to co-author this one, I think. But essentially, you say, okay, I want to write a book. Or someone says, you should write a book. And then you're like, okay, what should I write a book on? And it's, you know, there's a lot of, Sean could easily write like a celebrity memoir, <laughs> I feel like. But that doesn't really add value to the world, you know? If you just tell all these stories and like do an expose on whatever nonsense, like which there's plenty of Easy. things. That Sean a lot of people do memoirs and they're beautiful. Like we've read a lot of memoirs that we love. We just didn't feel like a memoir in our. Yes. Sorry. I'm 32 years old. Sean is 31. So a memoir doesn't even make sense. But so then it's like, okay, well, what would we write a book on? What are we like well positioned to talk about? And. That took a long time of like, you know, two or three times a week us discussing this topic. That took months to figure out, <laughs> hey, this is one potential thing. And then you got to kind of map it out and be like, okay, well, what would chapters be like? And w poke holes in it and say, well, does this make sense from all different angles? And what if this happens in relation? To so then now we've actually almost finalized a proposal that then we'll send out to different publishing companies who will then say, yeah, we'll publish your book, give us like a deal. Um, but then it takes a year to write the book and then you have to get, go through rounds of edits. And then even when the book is finalized, you probably have like three to six months before it's launched and then you have to do all this marketing stuff. So <laughs> we have a lot of- It's a lot. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to do before we get there, but we're really excited. I um, would say this. I would say our goal is to finish it next year. And launch it early 25, and by end of 24, we'll see. Keep us accountable here because we don't want to come across as experts in this topic. So it's more of like, a, hey, this is an exploratory topic. And we'll tell you more later. But <laughs> We're anyway, so vague right I know. now. What other, what other <laughs> We're questions? We're so vague. Um, let's see. Well, Rebecca was saying I was so low in iron that I had to get iron IV infusions while pregnant and re even right after delivery. I know. That's what my OB is starting to have conversations about with me if my levels don't come back up. Guys, my like levels were so low. I was going to give numbers, but I guess it doesn't make sense to give numbers if people don't understand numbers. Well, just say numbers. You're supposed to be low. like in the hundreds with your ferritin levels, which is like iron. And my level was 10. Not That's good. Not great. Not good. Um, 
<clears throat> oh, here's one from Haley, Sean. What's your biggest piece of advice for a pregnant lady struggling with body image? Mm. Mm. I think I've struggled with body image worse with this pregnancy than any other. Mm. Um, I think your bodies just change more and more and differently. And I think it's natural. Your body is <laughs> being hijacked <laughs> by a little person. Um, and I think the best thing you can do is reiterate to yourself every single day that you, your body is changing because it is supposed to, and that's what's best for your baby. And your body is not yours right now. So what it looks like, what it feels like doesn't matter. And when you have the baby, we'll take it one day at a time. But I also think community is really important. So like voicing that to someone, having them help coach you through your hardest times is really, really important. You've done a, you've done a good job. Thanks, baby. With that. Thank you. Um, I think for me, saying that I've had a hard time with body image this time around, two C-sections with Drew and Jet kind of took a toll on my body where it wasn't as much like how I felt I looked in a mirror, but I just didn't feel strong. I didn't feel like myself. So I worked really, really hard after Jet to like rehab my body and get my body back to a place that I felt confident and comfortable and strong in. And it was like right as I was feeling strong, I got pregnant again, which is amazing. I was so excited to get pregnant. But it's like to see all that work kind of undone so quickly has made me like a little bit more self-conscious this time around. Uh, Chell Pop says that you look really beautiful though. and <laughs> Thank you. She loves how you're not wearing makeup. And I agree. Sean last I... night with her little witch costume. <laughs> you look so cute, dude. Thank you. Also, you're a cute pregnant lady. Thanks. Thank you, baby. I'd try to get you pregnant even if you already were pregnant. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what's been the most rewarding thing about parenting each kid? Mm. Uh, um, I just think the whole process is so wonderful. I love it. It's like an ego check. It's uh an injection of the most meaningful things in life it totally shifted sean and i's priorities and what we thought a meaningful life looked like we were like traveling the world chasing dreams and now i can honestly say there's no place i'd rather be than in the playroom with my kids and there's something like beautifully simple about that and then you realize oh, i don't need to go to exotic places to find mm -hmm. happiness this is it right here and so it forces you to be in the moment um it forces you to appreciate what you have it forces you to let go of control and loosen the reins um it forces you to realize what your own limits are to realize that um you can't do it all or control it all and then to get to know a kid so well and to see them learn a word 
today that they didn't know yesterday or learn how to giggle today when they didn't know how to yesterday. It's like seeing these slight changes in growth is so, I it's, it's like really hard to describe, right? The, the harder things in parenting are easy to describe. Oh, you lose sleep and you can't travel as much and flying on an airplane is more difficult. But the good things are, are a little more abstract and ambiguous, but it's so deep. I love it. Adding to that, going more specific to Drew and Jet, I think it's been so rewarding and cool to be challenged as a parent to notice and identify how different our kids are and learning how to celebrate their differences equally is so challenging but also so cool Mm. Mm. like to be able to see jet go running out into the garage because all he wants to do is ride a bike and ride a bike for the first time with no training wheels and be screaming at the top of your lungs because you're so excited only then to turn around and hear Drew say, Mama, I want to go do a science experiment. Yeah. And instead of like, be like, no, baby, how about you try the bike? It challenge you, challenges you as a parent to be like, oh, yes, that's so cool and so exciting. Let's go do a science experiment. Like learning how to foster that in both of them has been really challenging but cool. Um, Caitlin says, Andrew, no launching new podcasts. The week the baby is born this time. For those of you who didn't know, that's the origin story of this podcast was when we had Drew four years ago. Wow. We launched this podcast. We've been doing this for four years. Yikes. So anyway, I'm glad you brought that up, Caitlin, because we will be launching a new series. <laughs> no, we will not. I'm kidding. Um, Andrew literally launched this podcast four days after Drew was born. And then I almost killed him, you know? Moving on. Allison asks how do you combat mom guilt when it sneaks up on you Sean Ugh. take a deep breath and shrug it off I combat or I feel mom guilt all the time like I felt it yesterday I was feeling so tired and run down and I desperately wanted a nap we had our nanny over who was watching the kids I had finished work early that day and I was like you know what I should just send her home because I, I don't have work. Like, I'm home. I should be with my kids. I should be fully engaged. But yet I was really needing a nap and I was so tired. And I was like, you know what? Take a deep breath. Get rid of the mom guilt. They're having so much fun. They're being loved. Take care of your body. Take care of this baby. Go take a nap. And I think it's just like you have to try to be, you have to be able to like take a step back and be like, is this irrational or is this make sense? That's where life's a long game, dude. It's like, yeah. Uh, sacrifice today to make the next week better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And by that, it's like take a nap today so that you could be a better mom for the next week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or just be a better mom for the rest of the day. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's a long game. Um, Abby's I- pregnant. Sorry. Abby? We're reading the same comments. Go for it. Abby's first pregnancy, uh, she's due in March. Best advice to remember while planning, picking doctors, finding the right products, and not becoming overwhelmed with it. Uh, do one thing at a time. 
you do not need everything before you have the baby. I feel like the biggest misconception that like our culture these days tries to like push on new moms is you need to make a baby registry and get all your stuff ready and have your nursery ready and have every product you could ever need for your kid stocked and ready before the baby even gets there. False. The only thing you need, right, to deliver at a hospital is a pediatrician. So do that. Call all your pediatricians or like any pediatrician around. Ask friends who they go to. Ask your OB. Go do interviews and find one. And then I promise you this. When you get home with a new baby, you will know what you need as it happens. The baby will spit up on you. You'll be like, oh, I need a burp cloth. Maybe I should order a couple off of Amazon. It's not like dire. Mm. So just take it slow. And there's no right or wrong product, by the way. Every baby likes things differently. Every mom likes things differently. It's all by preference. Yeah, I was explaining that or thinking about that the other day. Someone, uh, And it's like, we love sharing products with y'all because if you find the right product as a parent, it can really change the game yeah. for you, you know? Um, and things we talk about really have impacted us. And we think there's probably a reasonable degree of certainty that they'll impact you as well. Um, but everyone has a different style. Everyone has a different situation. So anyway, find what works for you. And that's the best. <laughs> Beth Ann is saying, my husband went on many late night trips to get the things we needed. Yes. And you'll probably be up in the middle of the night surfing Amazon because you're like, this particular thing isn't working great. Is there another one? But don't be overwhelmed by needing to feel like prepared. The only thing to prepare for is like mentally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Victoria asks, how do you tackle the worry of bringing kids into a world that has st scary circumstances or superficial values? Man, I was just listening to this whole thing on mm -hmm. someone making the argument that it's immoral to have children in today's society and it adds to the carbon footprint. <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> no, humans are net positive. And yeah. if anyone's going to solve the climate issue or whatever your concern is, it's going to be a human. And so our goal is to have kids and prepare those kids for doing something significant. And maybe that's, maybe that is being a good, uh, being a good student and classmate, or maybe that's creating the solution to cancer. You know what I'm saying? It's like significance looks a lot of different ways, but humans are necessary to make an impact. And that's how I feel. So it's like, there's more an opportunity now to differentiate. Anyway, go ahead. No, I agree. I also think it poses the question, has there ever been a time where our world has not had those things? And will there ever be a time where our world doesn't have those things? So then you're posing the argument, should just human populations cease to exist? So, no. There's a term called juvenoia. Juvenoia, like juvenile. And it's like, oh, kids these days listen to bad music and if only they were raised on the same uh, literature and style that we were raised, our culture would be fine. And it's like oftentimes we think things are worse now than they've been. And people, even politically, will be like, oh, our country's never been so divided. It's like, have you ever seen the play Hamilton or heard about that story? <laughs> yeah. Alexander Hamilton is about, yeah. it's about politicians 
literally dueling with guns because they had they had disagreements. It's it's always been divisive. Don't think that now is more aggressive than but do something about it. Like Jessica said, not this side of eternity. I dig that. But we see it. Okay. Um, a couple of questions going back to the products. Is the snoo worth the money? I have friends that say yes. We never used it. We never invested the money into it. And I will say we even tried some other products, like the super fancy, high-tech, expensive baby swings and like bouncers and like all these things. And honestly, the like cheapest versions you can find at Target are what our babies liked the best. <laughs> so it's to each their own. It's whether or not you want to, you know, invest the money or not. Maddie asks, any advice for someone who knows they want to start a family but is terrified to actually take that big step and start trying? I mean, if you want to have kids, you're not going to regret it. It's, it is a, it's a risk, right? It's like, oh, is this going to be something that I regret later on? But you have a reasonable degree of certainty or at least a reasonable idea of what the outcome is going to be. You know, a lot of people have kids and so you kind of see that. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna regret it. I would say if you both know you want kids, but you're terrified to do it, you're never not going to be terrified. So, might as well go ahead and do it. Yeah, and oh man, it's such a good process for you as a human. Anyway, one more question, babe. Uh, before we do that, if you haven't yet, hit the thumbs up on the on the video, please. Um, we have. Over 400 people joining Ooh. live, which is fun. And Ooh. let's see if we can get the 200 thumbs up. That would be great. Next question. Go ahead. Uh, what's the last one you want to end with? Oh, also, in the description, we added uh, information for the event this weekend, November 4th. Uh, there's 16 tickets left, so grab them while you can. She's going to be packed. <laughs> last question. Here we go. Have either of you done the Enneagram, and do you know what number you are? Dang it. That's the one you want to end on? That's a tough question. <laughs> it's a bad question because we have taken the Enneagram test, and we don't remember what our number is. Oh, here we go. Here's mine. This is from several years ago. I am a three, the achiever, with type seven, the enthusiast, as my second most. And Sean's... Is not showing up here. Okay, but I had imagined that uh, I'd imagine that you're the helper or the achiever, one of the two. You would imagine it though. Yeah, I'm just so I'm just winging it. Uh, let's. Here's the actual last question. If you had one prayer for each of your babies, what would it be? That's that was a question in there. I didn't see it. That's Mallory Ford. Just ask that. Oh, we oh. met Mallory. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped, they truly have like sizes and qualities and styles 
for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Hmm. I say this to both J- Drew and Jet whenever I like put them to sleep. I say, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, mommy and daddy will always love you and God will always love you. And I think my prayer for each of them would be to know that with full certainty. There's a movie called Chariots of Fire. He's an Olympic runner who says at one point in the movie that when he runs, he feels God's presence. And I think it was two or three years ago that I, I started feeling that feeling of like, um, I don't know, it's like a peace or purposefulness or like excitement about life and passion for life. In every in like many things I did, not everything, but many things I did, and I hope that they feel that sense of worship, because it's like really wonderful. You're like, and you're in the zone when you feel that, and I still feel that way with you. Um. Anyway, I like the question, Mallory. I appreciate that. Is that it? That's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We love these live streams. Let us know if you want us to do more. Uh, actually, I think we'll have. I think we have slated another question and answer that's not live, but um, also, do you prefer YouTube? Do you prefer Instagram? I kind of like YouTube because the questions are a little easier to sort through. But stay tuned. We have some awesome episodes coming up on this channel. Also, the Family Made Network has had some amazing episodes come out. Uh, Maddie Pruitt just mm-hmm. was on with Maddie Jackson. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing episode. Doug and Jamie Hayner are doing awesome stuff. We're going to see them this weekend. Um, And we hope to see you this weekend as well. So check the information in the link uh, in the description. That's all we got. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And we're the East Fam. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, Will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode, and again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.